30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is with Richard Welcome, friends, to a super special quarantine transmission of this podcast as a ritual. Now, I don't know how many of you know this, but April is International Wizard History Month. This is partially because it's home to three of the holiest wizard holidays, April Fool's Day, my birthday, April 28th, and 420. Of course, we all know wizards and weed go together like peanut butter and jelly. But why is that? It's a cultural association I took advantage of with my first public spell when I raised $420 on Kickstarter to publish my book, because I thought raising $420 would be easier and funnier than trying to figure out how much it would actually cost to put out a book. And I think it's nice that we have a magic number, generated out of some suburban high schooler's inside joke, that is now a global password for, uh, you want to go blaze one? So as tonight is 420 Eve, we're going to be doing a deep dive into the mythology of weed wizardry and looking at where that connection comes from. But before we do, I have a few exciting announcements. You see, a long time ago, in a timeline far, far away, I had a different vision for how I'd be spending my 420 this year. I was planning a live taping for this podcast as a ritual. We were going to have special guests and cool new merch, and it was all going to be a big public ceremony to expand our Patreon magic and cross the 420 gate, boosting our podcast powers and unlocking new features like remote guest interviews. But reality took a detour a little ways back, and now we're on a different timeline. And in this dimension, I'm excited to announce I've written a new book, Mystic Tokes. Magical Guidance for Cannabis Experiences. It distills a practice I've developed over several decades and only recently begun sharing, first as public ceremonies in New York City, and now, since quarantine started, in a distributed virtual ritual called Digital Tokes. So if you're curious about how to add a little wizardry to your own weed rituals, visit personisawake.com slash 420, that's 420, to check it out. This book tells you everything you need to know to create your own meditative cannabis ceremony. And I also threw in seven wizard-curated playlists of high-vibration tunes to soundtrack your experiences, which is over six hours of music. This practice has been a crucial part of how I engage my creativity, do magic, and learn about my own mental landscape. So I'm really thrilled to be sharing it more widely. So once again, visit personisawake.com 420 where you can get the book for a one-time payment of $4.20 or become an active participant in this podcast as a ritual at patreon.com slash this podcast as a ritual with a monthly sacrifice of $4.20 and get the book for free. And speaking of Patreon, I just want to say, well, that's one aspect of how this podcast as a ritual grows its magic and steers us all towards a slightly better reality. 
I understand we're entering uncertain economic times, and I don't want to let that constrain our growth. So I'm going to kick our ritual up a notch tomorrow by manually unlocking the 420 gate. We'll be doing a virtual ceremony, which will then be released as a podcast transmission using our own innate human energy of joyful participation to reach that higher vibration. So if you're listening to this before 4.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on April 20th, 2020, visit personasawake.com slash 420 and join in our ceremony live. And for everyone else, just check out the episode after this for the space-time-spanning magical transmission. All right, now that the announcements are out of the way, let's dive into an episode that is somehow the second Weed Wizard project I've worked on this week, yet contains no overlap with the Mystic Tokes book I just wrote, as we learn how to smoke weed like a wizard.
That was The Wizard by Black Sabbath from their self-titled 1970 album. That album, and that track in particular, launched two trends that would forever alter our cultural appreciation of wizards. The first was connecting wizards with heavy metal, the genre Black Sabbath more or less launched with that debut album, a connection that would deepen in the decades to come thanks to Dungeons & Dragons, Airbrushed Vans, and the Swords, Sorcerers, and Cleavage Comics magazine, Heavy Metal. The second was birthing the subgenre, Stoner Metal, which explicitly combined weed and wizards as pot-smoking metalheads in the late 80s turned away from pretty boy hair metal and dug into Sabbath's slow, heavy roots, creating some truly over-the-top albums equally obsessed with weed and wizardry. Which gives us an interesting three-point connection, linking weed, wizards, and metal. We'll return to metal in a moment, but why do we think of wizards when we think of weed? Where does that connection come from? I'll point my own wizard finger at the second prologue of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, entitled Concerning Pipeweed, which I'll now read in full. There is another astonishing thing about hobbits of old that must be mentioned. An astonishing habit. They imbibed or inhaled, through pipes of clay or wood, the smoke of the burning leaves of a herb, which they called pipeweed or leaf, a variety probably of nicotiana. A great deal of mystery surrounds the origin of this peculiar custom, or art, as the hobbits preferred to call it. All that could be discovered about it in antiquity was put together by Mariadoc Brandybuck, later Master of Buckland, and since he and the tobacco of the South Farthing play a part in the history that follows, his remarks in the introduction to his Herb Lore of the Shire may be quoted. This, he says, is the one art that we can certainly claim to be our own invention. When hobbits first began to smoke, it is not known. All the legends and family histories take it for granted. For ages, folk in the Shire smoked various herbs, some fouler, some sweeter. But all accounts agree that Tobald Hornblower of Longbottom in the South Farthing first grew the true pipeweed in his gardens in the days of Isengrim II, about the year 1070 of Shire Reckoning. The best homegrown still comes from that district, especially the varieties now known as Longbottom Leaf, Old Toby, and Southern Star. How Old Toby came by the plant is not recorded, for to his dying day he would not tell. He knew much about herbs, but he was no traveler. It is said that in his youth he went quite often to Bree, though he certainly never went further from the Shire than that. It is thus quite possible that he learned of this plant in Bree, where now, at any rate, it grows well on the south slopes of the hill. The Bree hobbits claim to have been the first actual smokers of the pipeweed. They claim, of course, to have done everything before the people of the Shire, whom they refer to as colonists. But in this case, their claim is, I think, likely to be true. And certainly it was from Bree that the art of smoking the genuine weed spread in the recent centuries among dwarves and such other folk, rangers, wizards, or wanderers, as still passed to and fro through that ancient road meeting. The home and center of the art is thus to be found in the old inn of Bree, the prancing pony that has been kept by the family of Butterbur from time beyond record. All the same, observations that I have made on my own many journeys south have convinced me that the weed itself is not native to our parts of the world, but came northward from the lower Anduin, whither it was, I suspect, originally brought over sea by the men of Westernese. It grows abundantly in Gondor, and there is richer and larger than in the north, where it is never found wild, and flourishes only in warm, sheltered places like Longbottom. 
the men of Gondor call it sweet Galanes, and esteem it only for the fragrance of its flowers. From that land it must have been carried up the Greenway during the long centuries between the coming of Elendil and our own day, but even the Duandain of Gondor allows us this credit. Hobbits first put it into pipes. Not even the wizards first thought of that before we did, though one wizard that I knew took up the art long ago and became as skillful in it as in all other things that he put his mind to. That wizard, of course, was Gandalf, who we picture puffing a long-stemmed wizard pipe and blowing elaborate smoke rings. While Tolkien might have had something more tobacco-like in mind, the 1960s counterculture embraced both fantasy fiction and the herb which Black Sabbath lovingly called Sweetleaf, and wizards became synonymous with the latter, which is an intriguing connection as I think it reflects a societal longing for weed to work as a gateway into magic and the weirder realms of being wizards represent. Because the idea of a wizard using strange herbs to transcend the normal limits of the mind fits very nicely with our archetypal image. And the cannabis experience is more or less that. Unlike other drugs which more clearly numb or stimulate or depress, marijuana's most notable effect is a shift in perspective. The world looks slightly different when you're stoned. Ideas connect in novel ways, and colors, sounds, tastes, and smells appear stronger and stranger. So if we take wizardry to be a search for a meta-perspective, a wider view which allows for previously unknown connections to be made and operations of the universe to be revealed, cannabis is a perfect conduit. Thus we get the entire stoner metal scene, featuring bands like Bongzilla and Weed Eater, depicting gnarled wizards sitting atop stoner thrones, clutching bongs in their clawed fingers. The imagery is so specific, it dives into self-parody and emerges on the other side. But the music also fits the mood, the slow, heavy crawl lurching towards cosmic apotheosis that I find the group Electric Wizard captures especially well. Here's a track.
Everyone is different, and I know some folks say weed quiets their mind. But in my experience, it's usually the opposite. My thoughts stir into a frenzy of activity, and epiphanies and images and introspective navel-gazing all battle for my rapidly shifting awareness. As much as I enjoy the occasional puff of pipeweed, I often find myself encountering anxiety while in the stone state. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's walked into a party or sat down to watch a movie and suddenly realized, oh no, I'm too high. Existential dread and weird insecurities rise up with the chaos. But the strange thing is, when I use the shifted perspective cannabis offers to look at these aspects of myself from a new angle, they unlock and evolve. And on the other side of my harsher, self-criticizing thoughts, I tend to find incredible things. Plans for podcast episodes, new wizardry projects, or just realizations about things I'd like to shift in my everyday attitude towards life. It was during many a stone meditation, or mystic tokes if you will, that I came up with the idea to even become a wizard, brainstormed the initial ritual, and made contact with my own higher wizard. Now, what is a higher wizard, you might ask? Well, riffing on Western esotericism's holy guardian angel, or the new age non-secular spirituality higher self, I find my higher wizard to be the part of me that's having the most fun. When I'm bogged down in bummers, my higher wizard is the voice from the back of the class that isn't critiquing or confronting, but laughing, having a little chuckle that invites the rest of my being to open up and see what's so funny. Because I've found that the best ideas, the most explosive epiphanies, are the ones that lead me to laugh out loud, even when I'm by myself, just a stoned wizard cackling at the absurdity of infinity. And whether or not you want to call yourself a wizard and put on a pointed hat, I know there's a higher wizard in each of you. Whether you want to use weed to access them is a matter of personal preference, but I believe however you choose to lower the barriers of your own bullshit, you'll hear laughter coming from the other side if you listen. Give it a try and see if you can hear it for yourself. I believe in you. Your magic is real. <laughs>